The North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2020. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Michalita DeFont, and I'm here today with Sarah Austin and Felicia Lalumia. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you two doing? Good. Getting ready for the summer. <laughs> it's so funny. We, I feel like we were on here yesterday talking about how we were excited it's spring. Although I think I said on every podcast just because I am so happy that winter was over and we had a chilly, but still spring. Spring happened. It's here. But um, I'm really excited for summer too, Felicia. I'm so with you on that. I mean, a weird thing about working on a magazine is that we always live a little bit in the future. So you're thinking about Thanksgiving in August and (laughs) celebrating the holidays in in October. So um, yes, we're we're already deep into summer here at North Forker. Definitely, um, which feels so nice. And with that, we are here today to talk about our beautiful... Uh, if I may say so myself, (laughs) issue, um, our kickoff to summer issue. Um, not only is it so pretty visually, there's also so many amazing stories in here, um, and fun stories in here that can kind of really get you into that summer feel. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, and the magazine's out. So if anyone, um, is looking for it still, um, it is, it is officially out this week. So Yeah, our goal with this issue was kind of to have that go-to that you can, I want you to keep it around all summer and in August, it's going to be like wine stained and crumpled (laughs) up and you used it as a coaster, but, you know, like dog-eared all of the events and all the ideas in it. Um, Just a real guide to preparing you for summer and making the most of those days between Memorial Day and Labor Day that are so beautiful on the North Fork and that we're so lucky to enjoy here. Yeah, this really does make me so excited for summer reading this and getting just thoughts and inspiration for really fun things to do and things to eat and drink. Um, and let's kick it off with our cover story. So Felicia, you wrote this really fun story, um, really informative too, about everything that a host would need to know about um, hosting a clam bake. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, visually, this story is... So much fun. Like you said, it made our cover, but um, I have to give credit to our photographer, Dave Benthal and Lauren Lombardi, who styled it because it's beautiful. It makes, if if just looking at these photos doesn't make you want to have a clam bake, (laughs) I do not know what will, because it's just stunning. Um, But yeah, so I had admittedly never hosted or been to a clam bake. Um, So I had my research cut out for me. Um, So I talked to some local experts about having a clam bake. Um, And it's really just about sort of leaning into the messiness of it all and um, looking at like all these different things that you're just going to throw into a pot, the seafood and the corn um, and the potatoes and just like, it's a quintessential summer thing. Um, And then talking to them about different ways that you can sort of 
amp it up, whether that's with the food. I think Lauren Lombardi suggested throwing in some seafood in the cooking liquid and you can um, typically get that from like a seafood monger or a fishmonger. And then I talked to Noah Schwartz, who, who adds um, andouille sausage in with his seafood, which adds a whole other sort of layer of flavors. Um, and then also in the story are the different fish markets and um, places around the North Fork where you can just pick up a clam bake that's already cooked for you and take out that work and just worry about hosting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some items from some local home goods stores that will help you elevate your clam bake. Yeah, it's really a very cohesive story. So from inspiration from chefs, um, all the way to, like Felicia said, uh, things to style your clam bake with, or if you want to take the shortcut and just order it uh, from one of the fish markets, which is what we did for the shoot. Um, We have all this beautiful seafood from Southwell Fish Market, um, but so many of them do offer to go full service clam bakes. You can kind of just set it up, make it look pretty and impress all your guests. The thing I love about this story is how easy and accessible it makes it feel. I actually did host a clam bake for my rehearsal dinner back when I got married. Um, And I think because of that, I've always thought of it as like a big deal, special occasion that you would do for 40 people. But Mm -hmm. reading the story, it was like, oh, you know what? I could do this for my family. (laughs) Right down the road, you can just order it right up. You throw it on some paper on the picnic table and it just felt very doable and so celebratory of summer. So um, I love that. I'm definitely going to do it this summer. Yeah. Um, I think my that's anniversary. <laughs> well, that's perfect. <laughs> Felicia, you wrote another really fun story for us. And it is about um, what chefs like to eat in the summertime and what they're looking most forward to eating this summer. Um, and I really like this one as well. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So this is also a super fun story. There were kind of two elements to when I was talking to chefs, what I was looking for um, with their summer eats. One was um, what are, or what's a place that they're looking forward to eating at like a different restaurant in the area. Um, And then the other part was something that they're looking forward to cooking because obviously in the summertime, the North Fork is just full of a bunch of really awesome produce to cook with. So two that stuck out to me, um, I talked to Melvin who owns Lucia and Mattatuck. Um, he talked about being really excited for the grilled octopus at Hellenic, which, um, I'm not even sure that I knew that that was on the menu. Um, but I love grilled octopus and it's one of those things that I would like never make at home because it just seems like too much Mm -hmm. um so I'm really cool that he kind of turned me on to that and I will definitely be looking out for that um and then um Lynn from Wednesday's Table she talked about being excited for the summer tomatoes to come in which who isn't um (laughs) but she I liked her um suggestion of like a little recipe which was um, super simple. It's just some grilled bread that she rubs with, um, a raw garlic clove, a little bit of olive oil, and then super simple, just slice up a tomato, throw some salt on it and just eat it in like its purest form. Yeah. That sounds unreal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, please come over to my house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's actually, it's funny. I feel like almost every chef actually brought up tomatoes and, I would totally agree. Um, that's something that I'm looking most forward to this summer. There's nothing like a fresh tomato and as simple as on a slice of 
toasted sourdough is just like the perfect lunch. Um, but yeah, these chefs had really fun suggestions and it made me really excited to think about like eating in the summertime. Um, there, these suggestions were so, um, vibrant and summery sounding. So yeah, there's something so North Fork too about these, this diversity of chefs, you know, with all different cuisines and backgrounds, like shopping at the farm stand, just like we do and loving on other North Fork chefs and eating yeah. out just like we do. And, uh, they're so supportive of each other as a community. It's really a fun read. Yeah. We're super lucky and thankful to be part of this community when there really is so much beautiful and wonderful support. And then another uh, story we had, it's actually, it was our map for this month. It is an insider's guide to North Fork farm stands. So it's not just, oh, here is, um, here are 10 farm stands for you to visit. We actually listed, I actually listed <laughs> what my favorite items were from each of these farm stands. So my go-to place for tomatoes, um, my go-to place for strawberries, for cabbages, all different things that I think are the best at each farm stand. And I'm sure there are people that are going to say, no, 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 this farm stand has the best X, Y, Z, but this is why it's always fun. Um, People have great opinions and there really is so much amazing produce in the North Fork. But um, since we were talking about tomatoes, I will say that my absolute favorite tomatoes are from Cooper's Farms in Mattituck, all the way down Breakwater Road. Um, So go check that out if you haven't been there yet. It is just a little farm stand and Doug Cooper, the farmer has been doing it for a very long time and he has incredible, incredible tomatoes. This has gone to the top of my must do summer to-do list. (laughs) I love this map. I always love this feature even before I was the editor of North Forker. And this is one of my all time favorite maps. It's just, it's so fun and so insidery. And so if you want to know the best place to get Asian greens and the best place to get peaches and the best place to find a melon, it's all in there. And we hope everybody will read and sample and also debate and tell us their own favorites. Yeah, it's kind of like what makes it fun um, when everyone kind of talks about their own favorites. We each do have our own favorites. So um, here are mine for produce for the summer. And I hope everyone enjoys this farm stand map. Alicia, you wrote yet another story. You wrote a lot of the stories in this magazine. (laughs) (laughs) We won't get too, too into it, um, but it is a really fun one. And it's about mocktails. So different places in the North Fork that are serving up some really great drinks um, sans, co- sans alcohol. Um, and they are summery looking and I'm sure tasting too. Um, and just something kind of nice, a different option if you are looking to go out um, and get a fancy drink, but not uh, with alcohol in it. Um, and then next we have, Sarah, you wrote um, a really fun Q&A with Trent Presler, who just released um, his book. And I'd love for you to talk about that with us. Yeah, the book is called Little and Often, and it is his memoir. It is a national release. It's getting, you know, it was blurbed by... um, uh, you know, all sorts of big names, uh, Nick Offerman, <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert, and they're all right. It, it's a fabulous book. And I had a really wonderful, heartfelt conversation with Trent and I'm very thankful for him for that. We uh, we gave a little preview of the interview last week with the, to coincide with the book's release, but um, you can also see it in print 
here. And I mean, Trent is so fascinating. You know, the expression like Beyonce has the same number of hours in the day as you. <laughs> I'm now yeah. changing that to Trent Presler has the same <laughs> number of hours in the day. Um, he is the CEO of Bedell Sellers, which would be enough job for most people. Um, but he also has a side business making these absolute stunningly gorgeous canoes. Um, and the memoir is about how he came to do that. He um, lost his dad um, and had a lot of unresolved feelings and grief around it. And his dad left him a box of tools um, and he wasn't quite sure what message his dad was trying to give him or what to do with this inheritance. And he just said in a flash, it sort of came to him looking out on the bay one winter um, that he wanted to build a boat. And he had no experience, but he took those tools and he did um, on a very um, sort of roller coaster ride of learning his craft, um, end up creating an absolutely gorgeous um, handmade uh, canoe. And so you can see the pictures of it and read about how that process really healed him uh, after the death of his dad and helped him come to terms um, with some of the difficulties um, in his past and, and sort of start a new chapter. So, and he also writes so lovingly about the North Fork and um, the role it played in his kind of personal um, evolution as it does for, for so many people here. So, um, so he, he's just a really thoughtful guy and I hope everybody will read the interview and enjoy. Yeah, it was a really beautiful interview. I loved reading it um, myself and um, it just had like a very feel good um, vibe to it and a really healing vibe to it. And it's absolutely incredible that he, I mean, the picture of the canoe that he built, his first canoe, it's it's like, it's mind blowing um, that someone can create that much beauty um, on their, on their first shot kind of. Um, and it just really was a beautiful, uh, interview and I haven't gotten to read the book yet, but I'm really looking forward to it as well. Everyone I know who's read it has just been like, oh my God, the book is so good. I can't believe it. So, I mean, I don't know why we can't believe it, but, um, <laughs> wonderful that it came out of the North Fork and I think it'll be, um, you know, I think it'll be a really big book of the summer. Yeah, definitely. So today is Wednesday and it is a rainy day. Um, and that brings me to another story I'd love to, or like a, a little um, itinerary almost that I'd love to talk about. Um, Felicia, for our summer guide, you wrote a really cute little rainy day guide to what to do when it's raining out. Yeah. So I tried to, I, I feel like I took this maybe a little too seriously, this assignment, but I did <laughs> want to make something that um, wasn't super typical but still felt very North Fork-y and um, still kind of gave you all of the really great things that the North Fork has to offer um, on a day like today when it's raining. Um, and so um, it starts off with like where to go to breakfast and there being a lot of really great breakfast options. Um, I ultimately ended up recommending Eric's because I have a nice indoor um, spot to sit down to um, popping over to Arnie Papery to get an activity for the end of the day, checking out some local galleries, of course, wine tasting, because that is the quintessential North Fork thing, um, to popping into Charcois Grill just to get some apps, where to go to dinner, um, ending the day at Magic Fountain because 
on a rainy day, there seems to be less of a line. Yes. And yeah, so I just kind of thought about different things to do that uh, haven't been talked about so much or that we haven't talked about so much at the North Forker, um, just to give people an idea of like, what are some things that you can do in the summer? Um, I, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you're on your own, if you're with a bigger group, um, that still feel very North Forky. Yeah. I was thankful for this. Um, I mean, I live here and I've lived here for almost seven years now. Um, and sometimes it rains and I'm still like, well, what do I do? Like, I can't say. <laughs> um, so I was really happy for this um, little guide to a rainy day. And I know that I'll be doing a lot of these things um, when we do have a rainy summer day. So along with um, the rainy day guide, there's also a full summer guide, um, which gives dates for happenings um, for June, July, and August. Um, there's also a really fun little roundup of kids' summer, uh, favorite summer places that we got from uh, Pecana Community School in Aquabog. They shared some of their students' favorite things to do in the summer, which was a really fun, really cute read. It's so it's always awesome to hear things through a kid's perspective. Um, and <laughs> funny enough, a lot of these things are my favorite things also. So <laughs> it's adorable. And they have really good suggestions. They're very opinionated. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it was really great too. So um, yeah, overall, it's just a really fun summary book. And I, we hope that you enjoy it and use it. And like Sarah said, we really look forward to your end of summer, uh, summer book with that stain with wine and dog-eared and really loved. So thank you all for tuning in today. And ladies, thank you for um, this amazing magazine that we're all so proud to work on. It was a really fun issue.